Betty, when you hear the title in town, the great music that used to precede the White Sox game, you know it's time for On the Ladder Side of Baseball with Jamie Rutsky, and we are going to have a good show today. It is hot in Overland Park, Kansas, so there is absolutely no reason to go outside uh, unless you're playing golf. You can stripe it down the middle, grass is green, sky is blue. It's a great day for the Royals. Mm, play the Red Sox. I don't know, man. It's tough for those Royals. It's tough for about seven or eight teams that are really having a tough time. The Arizona Diamondbacks, the Baltimore Orioles, I don't know. Um, you know, the fans coming back to Wrigley, that was exciting. I went to two games last weekend and saw the uh, Cubs sweep the Cardinals, which rarely ever happens. The Cardinals looked like they had taken hitting lessons from the Cubs. And I have a lot of my Cub friends, and they go, oh, man, you're so negative. Come on, man, they're in first place. They're going to play the White Sox in the World Series. Dude, you're so down for no reason. They've got great this and great that. And I go, you're delusional. The Cubs are in bad shape. Yeah, I know. They're in first place only because everybody decided to lose altogether. The Brewers are losing. The Reds started to lose. The Cardinals are in the tank. I can't figure out what's wrong with those guys. And yet uh, my buddies are going, oh, man, look at the I said, dude, they get four to five hits a game. You ain't going to win many games. Last night, the Miami Marlins, one of the bad teams, beat the Cubs 10-2. And, uh, you know, they had Zach Davies on the mound, one of their fireballing, get-it-up-to-87-mile-an-hour guy. And, uh, man, I mean, he's going to throw a – thigh-high, 87-mile-an-hour cutter that you can hit out of the ballpark. And that's exactly what the uh, Marlins did. You know, Kyle Hendricks is a little better version. Alec Mills is a worse version. Azalea's out. Williams is out. Arietta's getting old. And the problem is no longer Theo Epstein. The problem with the Cubs is Ricketts. Tom Ricketts won't spend the money. So they got three lame duck all-stars. Now starting to go through the motions, and there's no real zest in the way the Cubs approach every game. And it's sort of like 2017. After they won the World Series, they kind of figured, well, we're going to be back there. And uh, no. So Ricketts has three lame ducks. In Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo. Uh, Contreras is a lame duck in waiting. And whether they're worried about bad deals that Theo had made or the luxury tax or that inflation might be eating away at the billions of dollars that Ricketts made this year on Ameritrade, I don't know what it is. But, you know, I, I just uh, don't understand the Cubs. They have the highest tickets in the country. They got fans back. And what are they doing? Nothing. They suck. So for you Cub fans out there that are pissed at me saying, hey, you're crazy. No, I'm not crazy. They're hitting 145 against the starting pitcher they face. You know, that's not too good. 145. If they do get hits, it's against deep in the bullpen. And uh, I don't know. They ought to be panicking. They need pitching. I got to trade. I got to trade since they don't want to sign Bryant. Trade him straight up for Max Scherzer. Boom. Done. Good deal. Scherzer gets out of D.C. Bryant gets back to Kyle Schwarber. 
and Dave Martinez, and God knows who else is on the Cub team or the Nationals team. So that's my plan. That's a great trade. You heard it right. Chris Bryant for Max Scherzer. That's what baseball needs to do. Whew. It's boring. Long games, four hits, the shift. Now, a long time ago, on the lighter side of baseball, because we address issues before MLB does, we brought up to you what I've seen for the last few years, and that is big spots on pitchers' hats. What do you think that is? It's a mixture of pine tar, rosin, uh, Vaseline, you name it. And so, Major League Baseball has finally decided that uh, this is a problem. It's like, really? So, you know, it's like steroids. Major League Baseball knew what was going on, and they didn't care until Congress started sticking their nose in the thing. Then all of a sudden they cared. Then all of a sudden they said, well, we better get to the bottom of this. Well, they knew what was going on. So then they got rid of most of the steroids. They got rid of most of the amphetamines that were in every clubhouse. And then you started having the juiced ball. And then Major League Baseball, a few years after the home runs were being hit at a record pace, said, oh, we're going to deaden the baseball a little bit by taking out a foot of yarn so that the ball's not wound quite as tightly. They've never looked at the bats. These bats are so frigging hard, and the better the player is, the better their bats are. The better the player, the better the wood. The better the wood, the further the ball goes, the harder the ball's hit. The exit velocity gets up over 100, and that is brought to you by stupid StatCast. Oh, my. Anyway, so you know we're trendsetters when we bring up issues. We know that we don't like StatCast. We know that this show started because of my friendship with the late, great Dave Nelson, who we're going to talk about in a minute. And uh, that gets us back to the problem that's going on in Major League Baseball, and that is slow games, boring games, and the spine tar. So it became apparent when each game there was about a 40-foot pitch that there was so much pine tar on the pitcher's hand that the ball came out, and, uh, you know, the, the announcers laughed at it. And then a couple of weeks ago, Cowboy Joe West went up to a pitcher on, I think, the A's at the behest of that exciting manager for the St. Louis Cardinal baseball team and said, hey, you need a new hat. This is all foreign substance, and we can't allow foreign substance, although we've been allowing foreign substance for the last 10 years because we want to see that spin rate go up so your slider's tighter, your cutter's better, and you can get these hitters out. In addition, we got the shift, and we've got guys playing rover, and that's why you look at the Major League batting averages, and there's never been more guys under 250 than ever at this time of the year. And it's, a boring, it's, it's boring. Broadcaster buddies of mine talk about how boring the game is. Boring. And then you throw in Joe Buck, and it gets even more boring. But anyway, so after the story starts with Pineda, then all of a sudden you start hearing about Garrett Cole 
and they have a press conference, and Garrett Cole is like 20 minutes on how not to answer a question. Should have been a deposition taker. So then it turns out that the San Fran, the California Angels of Anaheim, the Angels clubhouse guy, had figured out how to concoct the world's best foreign substance for pitchers to put in their gloves, their hair, their neck, their hat, wherever. Gives you an extra grip, especially when it's cold, when it's sweaty, better grip, better spin, harder to hit. The California Angels get wind that this guy claims to have been selling or giving or utilizing for the benefit of half of Major League Baseball, this concoction. Well, what do the Angels do? They fire the clubby. What does the clubby do? He says, hey, screw you guys. And he starts to spill his mouth. Verlander, Scherzer, Cole, every swinging guy in the Amer in uh, Major League Baseball that comes in contact with this guy was ordering the stuff from him. Now, I contend that any manager that makes a trip to the mound, any guy that's got his clubhouse together, any guy that walks by a pitcher sitting on the bench, if I could see it on TV and know what it was and wonder why are guys' uniforms black and... Uh, why is this hat so bad? It was foreign substance. So how in the world do you fire the clubby and not fire the coaching staff? They knew what was going on. Now, I love Joe Madden, but give me a break. Bring back the California Angels clubhouse guy. What a, what a Bush League deal. That's as Bush League as Ricketts not signing anybody. So anyway, those are the things that are going on in Major League Baseball. I, I'm not sure they're good stories besides Vlad Guerrero. Tatis has a lot of home runs. And um, I went out to Wrigley. The ballpark was packed. I'm telling you, I felt a little safer packed than the way they did it before. Uh, so that was good. And uh, it was fun. I was in the middle of the row. I couldn't move. Couldn't get a hot dog. Didn't want a hot dog. Too hot to eat. Couldn't give it any mustard stains. I'm going to the Brewers game at the end of the month, and I'll come out with a live on-the-field podcast, hopefully with Craig. But in the meantime, I don't have anything really good to, to, to say other than if you guys are out there and are looking for a really good podcast, my former guest, Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro League Museum, does a podcast weekly on MLB Network called Black Diamonds. It's great. He's great. And it's all about Buck O'Neill, who should get in the Hall of Fame this next time around. But um, hats off to Bob Kendrick. He's such a good, infectious guy. What a great guy. He just, um, we, we keep uh, missing each other. We're going to get together again. Hopefully he'll do another podcast with me, and uh, we'll go live to Bryant's, uh, even though... Uh, Gates is on the board. I'm going to drag Bob Kendrick for some brisket at my favorite place, Arthur Bryant's. So let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to visit with uh, the ghost of Dave Nelson. So 
Have a good time, and we'll be back in three minutes. side of baseball brought to you by spotify on the soundcloud or apple itunes yeah we are rocking we are on podcast number who knows or cares it's just fun you know it's fun and uh i just i'm not looking forward to the labor negotiations i'm not looking forward to scott boris talking about what major league baseball ought to be telling him about how they're going to treat the guys with um pine tar all over their bodies during the games. Uh, one can only hope that, um, you know, in the future they craft an agreement where the teams are more balanced. They're not balanced. So you've got the Nationals that are really, really not playing very good baseball, and that division is not doing very well. The Phillies aren't doing very well. The Mets are winning by five and a half games. So we thought that would be the best um, in baseball, but I don't think it is. Uh, then we got into the National League Central, and even though I thought I picked the Reds, I was reminded by a, one of our favorite listeners that I picked the Cardinals. And boy, they're not looking like they're going to do anything. Then uh, the Cubs, I mean, I think the Brewers are the best team right now. In the uh, National League Central and the National League West, Giants are a huge surprise, and the Padres are surprisingly not playing well. Why? I don't know. But if I were them, I'd be looking hard at the manager. And uh, they've got a lot of talent. They're paying a lot of money for these guys. Look for them to trade Darvish if, if they're not in the thick of things near the trade break. You heard it here first. Darvish on the block. So I'd say there isn't a real good story in the National League. Injuries are eating up everybody. It's ridiculous. Don't know why. So that's going on. You've got good pitching on the Giants, good pitching on the Dodgers, and uh, the Mets. Mets are playing pretty good. So then in the American League, you've got some really, really bad teams. You've got the Tigers, really bad. The Orioles, pathetic. And the owner should be ashamed of himself. He's this big-time rich lawyer. Sell the damn team and let the new guy get some players. So you got the Tigers and the Orioles. The Mariners are okay. The Rangers are bad. The Twins are playing pretty bad. And um, the Yankees are not going to make the playoffs. The Rays are playing pretty good. The Red Sox come back. Um, So it's weird. I don't know. I mean, the Diamondbacks have lost like a gazillion games in a row on the road. The Orioles, same thing. Um, You've got the shift. You've got the time. You've got the umpires. You've got the broadcasts. The only thing saving baseball right now is gambling. Gambling is saving the ratings. And so Pete Rose, come on down. you got to put Pete Rose in. If you're joint venturing with FanDuel... DraftKing, and putting 
putting these uh, betting places into the ballparks, then you got to let Pete Rose in. And when you're going to let Pete Rose in, you might as well let Clements and Bonds in too, along with McGuire and Sosa. You know, I, I have 180 degrees flipped. And for you people that are keeping track, and I know you're out there, I have flipped. I don't care anymore. Put them all in the Hall of Fame. You know, especially Pete Rose, Joe Jackson, and uh, Barry Bonds. And Clements, those guys, while you're at it, McGuire. Hey, how about Roger Maris? Give me a break. Cecil Cooper, why are these guys not in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. We're going to do a deal in the Hall of Fame next time. And on the Negro League Museum, i got to get back with my man, Bob Kendrick. So, I love a baseball, loving to talk about baseball. Baseball's a fun deal to talk about, and my overall negativity leads me to... Remember, really joyfully and fondly and sadly, my best friend for God only knows how many decades, Dave Nelson. And Dave Nelson, everybody that knew Dave was his best friend. Um, and, and that's so true. Um, he was dependable. He was approachable. He was always around. And uh, he was just a great, great guy. And he and I would get into lengthy discussions about baseball. And we'd almost typically be on different sides of the issue. And so when it comes to steroids, you know, Nellie uh, took the player side. When it came to guys that got caught, Nellie would always befriend loyalty and stick with guys that were controversial. And... You know, the Roberto Alomars, the Jason Grimsleys, the you name it. Uh, Nelly was there for virtually everybody, and he just, um, like I said, on Christmas morning, my kids were so happy to see Nelly and not Santa Claus. Well, he had that effect on everybody. And so on this uh, occasion of his birthday, born in 1944, so Nelly would be, uh, what would that make him, uh, 76, 77, somewhere in there. I could find out, and everybody's going, come on, man, he's your best friend, you ought to at least know when his birthday is. I can't add. I'd say seven times 70 is 77. He's missed, and the Rangers are going to uh, uh, miss him because he was a star on their team. The Indians will miss him because he meant a lot to that organization. The Royals will miss him, but most of all, the Brewers. As the Brewers say, this award has a special meaning to us as Davey will always be remembered as a beloved member of the Brewers, a person who was committed to bettering the lives of the most disadvantaged. And the award ensures that Davey's vision is kept alive by honoring those who share the passion and vigilance of his positivity. Well, that award is coming out tomorrow, June 20th, and uh, we'll try to capture that at the end of the podcast because we'll span the day waiting to see who wins the award this year. I've been told that I'm not in the uh, running. I'm a little disappointed, but... You know, that's the Brewers' choice. They can go other directions. But 
If you're looking for somebody who affects the world internationally with humanitarian beliefs, uh, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. But Open Arms is still up and running. Uh, Bob Solis, the founder, director, and spiritual head of the entire operation, was down there post-pandemic, and things are going well. And uh, Open Arms had a great year with contributions, and uh, by any luck, will be even better this next year. So um, on this honoring of uh, Davy Nelson, I go back to the podcast we did last year with everybody, Greg Murphy, Greg Harris, um, on and on and on and on and on. What a great, what a great bunch of uh, tributes to Dave Nelson. And if anybody's interested, they go back and uh, go into the uh, uh, library of On the Letter Side of Baseball, and you're going to see those podcasts dealing with uh, Davey Nelson. So happy birthday to Nellie. Uh, we miss him every day of the year. Um, such a great guy, such a great friend to so many people. And, uh, you know, he's looking down on the Brew Crew. They're playing pretty good baseball. They're a game out of first place. And uh, they still have the best broadcaster in baseball. I like to rank the broadcasters in baseball. And Bob Euchre's number one. Uh, Tom Hamilton and Dwayne Stats are right there, number two and 2A. So that's the scoop, you know. Um, he was uh, positive. He touched everybody in such a great way. And uh, we can't say enough about him, but we said enough about him last year, so we're not going to say much more. That is the Dave Nelson tribute. Next year, we probably get a few more guys to talk about it, but after last year, I thought it would be better just to kind of reminisce and see where I thought Dave would be with respect to some of these controversies. Well, he's pro-union. Uh, he'd probably be taking the player side on everything. The pine tar incident with the pitchers is kind of an interesting deal. We've got to do something to speed up baseball and make it better for the hitters. So if you lower the mound, put a timeline on the pitchers, and make everybody on the infield be on the dirt, that's a simple fix, and uh, you're off to the races. So we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. And uh, we look forward to seeing everybody soon. And wrapping it up, we are. This is actually the end of the show. Dave Nelson's birthday, June 20th. 1944. Nelly Belly, we miss you. I miss arguing with you. I miss talking baseball with you. And I miss watching you and Craig Kashan do your show. I miss uh, lots of things with you, buddy. But uh, that's the way it is. I've got a lot of Dave Nelson memorabilia in my office, including his Emmy Award, uh, his autographed Roberto Clemente frame, his Royals hat, his Expos hat, his White Sox hat, his Brewers hat. I got a lot of hats, man. Anyway, uh, we miss him. We all miss him. Great guy. And, um, you know, that's the way it is. So where is baseball on Father's Day? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. 
The White Sox are for real. But look at all the bad teams. The Diamondbacks have lost 16 or 17 or 18 games in a row. Their catcher just fractured his wrist thanks to a wild pitch by F Ferris Bueller's Day Out or whatever the guy's name is. The uh, Royals suck. The Orioles suck. The Tigers suck. The Rangers. And um, so who's good? I don't know. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show, but uh, nobody really cares about baseball. I think, for instance, the Cubs are going to start feeling, once everybody's come back and gone to the game once, they're going to realize that, you know what, I'm getting gouged. The Royals are gouging. I can't even afford a hot dog to do my my five mustard stain uh, evaluation, but here's the deal. I am going to the game Tuesday night and have a hot dog. I don't care what. I'm going to have a dog or a Polish or something. Maybe I'll try a dog, Italian, and Polish, and then rate those, okay? That's fun. I mean, and I won't eat the bun because I'm on day 21 of the Joe DiMaggio diet. That's right, 21 days. And I'm not even close to giving up. So I've got that going for me. I've got the White Sox game against the Indians on July 30th, I believe. And I'm going to go to the Cub-Diamondback game on the 24th of July. I'm going to have lunch with the chairman of the board on Thursday, and I'll uh, have a little podcast to talk about my lunch with Jerry. He won't come on the show, but I can quote him. I won't suspiciously record him surreptitiously. I wouldn't do that. Anyway, is that a slow show? Yeah, I mean, it's 100 degrees outside. Nobody's going to go do anything. Uh, anyway, I'm excited about a few things. The Angels are playing pretty good baseball. I like that. The Mets are playing pretty good baseball. I don't really care about that. The Nationals just suck. I'm big on the Chris Bryant for Max Scherzer trade. You heard it here first. The Cardinals, Brewers, Reds are all better than the Cubs. You know, there's an article in the paper about, oh, you know, the Cubs' weaknesses have been exposed, and Jed Hoyer goes, you know, we're going to have to do something about it. Well, a little late, buddy. A little late. It, it galls me. It galls me that Ricketts won't spend the money to uh, sign these free agents now while their attitude might mean something. Instead, it's three blind mice off to the races. And if I were those guys, I'd say, hasta la vista, Mr. Ricketts. And Contreras will be right behind. So I don't blame them. No pitching. They have no pitching. Kyle Hendricks, okay, he's the third guy. You look at the White Sox, that's a ball club, and half of their team's on the DL. They're still great. Now they've lost a couple to the Astros, no big deal. But the White Sox in the Central are really spectacular. In the East, the Rays, they keep doing it. The Red Sox, they keep doing it. The Yankees are falling so far behind. In the National League in the East, Man, my Nationals, they're not my Nationals, but Schwarber, this guy's on fire, six home runs in eight days. 
the Braves, oh, bad. The Mets are hanging on. The Phillies just can't get out of their own way. I think that's the dog factor with Bryce Harper, although my sources say I'm crazy. In the National League Central, you've already heard me talk about how the fact that the Cubs are in first place is a joke. They have no pitching, no starting pitching. They have no hitting. Uh, people say, oh, that's not true. The it's true. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on the lighter side of baseball, but the Cubs can't hit. They're pathetic. How this hitting coach is still around, I know. Here we go again. You're getting on Laposi. Well, there shouldn't be a Laposi to get on ski. This guy should be gone ski. Absolute embarrassment that this guy's still the hitting coach. And um, I don't get it. Now, David Ross stuck with the hand that Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts throw him. And let me tell you, it's bad. It's bad. It'll be the worst starting pitching. Bad. Their starters have failed to go five innings more than any other team in baseball except for some lowly other team. Speaking of lowly other teams, the Pirates... Speaking of lowly other teams in the West, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, God, you know, you've got, who was the best? Let's, let's do our power rankings before we leave, and you guys can send me an email, text, or just give me a call. And here are my top five power teams, Okay. Uh, number one, to me, the best team in baseball, Chicago White Sox. Number two, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number three, the Tampa Bay Rays. Number four, the California Angels. And number five, the Cincinnati Reds. That's it. You heard it here. Those are my top five. I'd recap, but I can't remember who I just said. But I think it's going to be good. So, we will come back next week with a better attitude, I promise. It's just a kind of a slow time, and the dog days aren't here yet. And what would I like to improve baseball? No shift, no delay, two-and-a-half-hour games. And let the players play. Oh, for Jamie Risk on the other side. Hey, man, send in your topics. I'll research. I'll prepare. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame next week. We'll talk about the All-Star break next week. And we'll talk about the Negro League Museum. That's fun. And I've chit-chatted with Bob Kendrick a few times, and we'll try to get him back. But in the meantime, stay tuned. On the lighter side of baseball, coming to you live on Spotify.